into our presence. Almighty God, as we turn to your life-giving word, your powerful word that is sharp as a two-edged sword, Lord, we want to bear our breasts, our hearts and souls that you can cut through and to our, the thoughts and intents of our heart and expose us and help us to uh, be changed. The truth could set us free, could transform us into the image of your son. Father, we pray for your spirit's free reign in each one of our hearts and especially that you would be able to speak through your weak servant who is unable to do anything without you. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So we've been uh, looking at the many one another's. Uh, was a couple weeks ago we looked at uh, receive one another. And today we'll be looking at another one another you've probably never considered. Consider one another. And that's found in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, if we can maybe start beginning um, at the beginning of the section here, um, verse 19. Um, the uh, author, uh, we don't know if it's Paul or a close associate, has been going through the, the contrast of the new covenant with the old, and he's just now coming to the point of the incredible sacrifice of Jesus Christ and how that is so much better than the, the law, which was a shadow, a prefiguring, a type, an allegory, but Jesus is the fulfillment, and he's coming to the conclusion of that. <clears throat> Verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, Having made an high priest, having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure waters. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. We have this incredible fulfillment of, we see the entire arc of what God has been working through um, through the people of Israel and through the law and through the sacrificial system and through the temple and, and the, the pinnacle, the holy of holies that was entered through, through a veil but once a year and uh, by a high priest who had to be purified and now that Jesus has fulfilled that. He, is, he has come and made that sacrifice and uh, ripped that veil and now, now you and I have access now we can approach God not as a high priest with, with bells on the bottom of his fringes in case he is struck dead for his sin and they have to pull him out with a rope from the Holy of Holies, but we can come with boldness into the very presence of God, into the holiest of holies. 
And the way is a living way. It's not a dead way. It's through Jesus himself, through his sacrifice, his flesh, and that he is our high priest. And this, this is incredible. This is our faith. This is something we don't want to waver in. And, and his, his, his next step going from this pinnacle of our incredible hard to believe access to the living God with confidence and boldness, he can then has us look from that horizontal vertical to the horizontal that let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, what does this mean to consider one another? Does it to be honest, I, I kind of took it as being considerate of one another, maybe being thoughtful, maybe being kind, being sensitive, considerate. But that's not what the Greek word is about, right? When it talks about considering one another, it's talking about, um, if I look up the actual Greek word here, that it's, it's kata uh, noeo, which uh, noe is to know, and kata is to go down deep. We, 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 to, to actually observe, understand, and to, to know each other. And to know each other, we see, for the purpose of provoking. Now, again, this is a word that perhaps, you know, we... We can misunderstand, you know, sometimes people provoke each other in, in the wrong way. We can provoke one another to anger is, is often a, a common um, understanding or use of this word. But here, we're not provoking one another to frustration anger. We're provoking uh, onto love and good works, um, exhorting. Para kaleo, we're, we're, we're calling to the good. We are getting people in a paroxysm, is the actual word, into a fervent uh, desire, not anger with each other, but a desire to do love, to love and to do good works, and we are going to consider each other. Now, what does that have to do with this 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 vision of being on fire and wanting to, out of gratitude for the incredible promise and fulfillment that we are the beneficiaries of all history is culminated by our access to Jesus. What does consider have to do with that? Let's think about that. You see, as I consider my brother and sister, I might know and understand their strengths and where they might be provoked and encouraged and called to good and to serve God. And often, you know, we don't see ourselves. We sometimes don't see the wrong things we do, but we also don't see the good things. We don't see often our potential, our strength. Uh, Satan can not only uh, 
blind people with pride as they might have a wrong view of a distorted view, an exaggerated view of what they're capable of, but the wrong distorted view can be a, a, um, distor- a, a, a diminished, a insecurity, a feeling like I'm not capable, I cannot. You think of Moses, right? There's Moses, God. In fact, he was considering using the very same word that that bush that was on fire. He was observing it closely. And that bush spoke to him, and it was God saying, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground, and I am sending you to go and bring out my, my people. They have suffered long enough, and Moses said, not me, send by whom you would send, but, you know, I cannot, I cannot speak, I'm not, you know, all, and, and actually uh, made God angry. Um, because Moses, God knew Moses. He made Moses. Do you think God made a mistake when he shows up and says, Moses, I want you to go? But Moses thought God made a mistake. And often we don't see that God may have a purpose for such a time as this, that you and I may have a role to provoke, to, to be provoked, to, to accomplish uh, love and good works in our context. But others might see what we do not see because we're blinded both to, to our own potential. We're blinded to what we might even be able to contribute. And therefore, we are placed into a body that is encouraged to look around and consider one another, not to to judge, not to tear down, not to say, uh, you uh, you failed or you're, you're no good at this, but rather to consider one another to see, you know, I think you could do this. I see this strength in you. I see you are capable and, and perhaps you can contribute and do this good. I want to, I'm calling you, exhorting, it means literally to call to the good. I am calling you to this good work. I want to, to uh, create in you a sense of, of um, excitement, a sense of, of, um, uh, of burden and, and passion. And that's what we are asked to do when we say consider one another. Have you ever thought about that? It's not only your responsibility to love and do good works. It is our responsibility to look around and consider one another and see the potential in each other and to encourage that potential and to build each other up and to not only make each other comfortable, but actually to challenge each other to more because the Lord is worthy. We have been really thankful that, for example, we had a vacation Bible school this week. That wasn't a a default thing. that, That just happens. It takes different people have to have a vision, 
You go out of the comfort mode, there's a lot of risk, maybe it won't work, maybe no kids will come, maybe no teachers will come, maybe you know, everyone's gonna have vacation, there's lots of ways this could go wrong, and yet we need to encourage each other. And we are so thankful that it happened because now we see the fruits. We see these beautiful young faces, radiant, clear-eyed, you know, speaking deep truths and even confessing them from their own lips as things that they have learned from the Word of God and, uh, and having songs that will be in their heart for years to come to remind them of these deep truths. And even shared it with us uh, two times today. And that wouldn't happen if someone didn't consider and say, sister, would you be willing to take some time off this week out of your busy schedule? Come join. Brother, would you be willing to do this? And it takes, takes some exhortation. It takes some provoking. And then we have a good work that glorifies God. And we have these children of whom are the kingdom of heaven reflecting that, that goodness to us. And there are many different ways that this can happen. You know, one brother might have a vision. Maybe we should try to live stream our services. And one brother can fix the drywall. Another brother can install the hardware. Another one can figure out how to run the software. And, and, and so on. Different gifts can be brought to bear as we consider one another and we provoke each other to something that will further his kingdom, something that will glorify God. And there are many different things, even things we don't, you know, plan on, right? Where, you know, maybe someone has the relationships and can bring people through the doors. Another person might have, you know, the capacity to bless them with hospitality. Another person might... Uh, we, we need to, we we're an interdependent body. And any good um, team, whether it's even in sports or in business or even your school projects, <clears throat> it's most effective when you look around and you see what others are capable, and you try to give them something that they are going to be able to do well. And you see, and you get every member of the body. That's what we were studying this past week on Wednesday as we looked at the parable of the talents the very day, night before it was taught in VBS. We looked at the parable of the talents and the, the one talented people that may not have as many as others, but are critical to the success. And it is when everybody, even those who think they have less talent, are involved and activated and uh, that, that we end up having the body, the full body, every member of the body working. And it is as we can look around and, and perhaps there are members of the body who are under their potential. I don't say perhaps we know that is the case. I know brothers who have told me that. I know I am working under my potential. <clears throat> I know 
I could be doing more. And we dare not be complacent. God's kingdom, God, his sacrifice, what he has done for us is worthy, not of our complacent business as usual, let's just keep the lights on, but rather for us encouraging and provoking and challenging and growing each other into a growing body that is going to be capable of more. Now, verse 25 continues uh, and gives a bit more context. This, where does this considering and provoking and exhorting happen? <clears throat> it says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. So for us to be able to be aware, to consider, we need to be in the presence of. And collectively, we want to be in the presence of the Lord. We want to together come into with boldness into the holiest of holies by the blood of Jesus, to draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. And I think our past experience with, with COVID has taught us that, you know, watching the same thing on your video screen is not the same thing as being present in the same room to to worship God together to study his word together to and we see there are things that can't be done in that one-on-many relationship the considering the provoking the exhorting that needs to be a many-to-many connection it is only when you know your sister, you know your brother, that you see, and it's only when you actually talk and communicate and interact and work together and accomplish things together you, that, that strengths come out. Things you wouldn't know about the person until you actually spend time, not only spend time in social environments, but spend time doing things that you see, wow, this, this person really has the, the ability to make people feel comfortable. This person has the ability to hospitality or this person has the ability to, to uh, you know, swing a hammer and make things actually work at the end of the day. This person has the ability to, you know, you start to see where people have strengths. And then you can encourage and build that, but you have to be present. It doesn't work virtually, which is why we don't want to be in a position where, you know, the government can shut us down and virtualize our church and we lose being together and assembling together as, because it's biblical. We need to be together, whereas Jesus said where two or three are gathered together. And that's, in fact, the very meaning of, 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 of church and of, is that, that being called out and, and, and assembling together of, of, the, of communion. Um, now, even in the first century, Satan was alive and will. And so the forsaking of the assembling was 
pattern, was a pitfall, was a problem, was the manner of some, was their custom to start to pull back, to consider it, I don't know what excuses they used in the first century, you know, too many chariots on the road, I don't know whether, you know, their donkey was in the ditch or, uh, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure there was an abundance of excuses that, that they had there as much as we have today of, of many reasons why we cannot make the effort. And in those cases, there was a cost. There was likely persecution. There was potential jail. There was potential loss of life. You know, my children may grow up without a father, a mother. Um, yeah, my, my goods may be, you know, there, there were a higher cost than the ones that we potentially would face. And so some had the manner, the habit of neglecting that. But the scripture here is telling us that we need to overcome whatever inertia that is to um, assemble together and to sharpen iron, to provoke one another, to challenge, to grow, because that doesn't happen in isolation. Just like a, a coal, my father always told the story about, you know, the minister who visited someone who was neglecting church and the, the man was coming up with all kinds of reasons how he gets just as much out of the Bible when he reads it by himself so before he could live stream on the internet. But, you know, he, he got all kinds of, you know, he, he's, he's fine. He's doing great. You know, he's have wonderful communion with God. And the minister didn't say a word. He just took the poker next to the fire and moved one coal by itself. And eventually that coal went from yellow to red to black on its own. <clears throat> and, you know, without a word, he, he communicated that we need to have that challenge. Now, just being in the same building doesn't necessarily accomplish that purpose. We could all come into this building, we can say, God bless you, we can say our smiles, listen to the word, and go out without actually having provoked, without having exhorted, without having considered. Being present is a necessary but insufficient condition for a body of believers to be growing, to be challenging each other, to be listening to the Spirit, not only, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to grow? But how can my brother and sister grow with me? What can I encourage my brother and sister as I see God working in them and, and strengthen them? Say, sister, you have this gift. You know, I really appreciate, you know, what you just did there. It, it glorified God. You know, and let us be looking for those opportunities. The church shouldn't be known as if I come to church, someone is going to be critical of how I'm dressed or, you know, some picayune aspect of me being here and so I feel threatened. No, when we come to church, this should be a place where people are considering you to encourage you, to provoke you. Now, sometimes... Being encouraged to grow can be uncomfortable. You may say, I'm Moses and I don't think I can do that. But 
that means God and this brother or sister sees in you a potential that you uh, can grow and you can do so much more than you actually thought. <clears throat> Finally, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a man or some is, exhorting one another. And finally, this context here, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, if they saw the day approaching in the first century, what do you see? Do you see the day of Jesus' return approaching. I think it is so plain. The changes that are happening in our society today are so plainly pointing to the existence of, of, of the one who's, you know, has a short time and is angered, is trying to stir up global hatred towards God's people and advance his agenda. We see so many things that are pointing to a global hegemony of financial control and surveillance. It is just so plain that the day is approaching. And I'm sure every one of you see it. If you see Satan advancing and his control and his agenda, the response isn't, well, I better hunker down or I give up and I'm just going to passively say whatever, uh, this world is beyond hope, it's a basket case, or I'm just going to hunker down and protect me or me and my own. The Bible says if you think things are going bad, in this world and in this society and you see uh, uh, disaster and cataclysm coming, what should you do about it? Rather than getting cynical, negative, and hiding in your bunker, we need to get together and encourage each other and empower the body of Christ. That is what God's word tells us to do. Yes, the end is coming. That is why we need to be helping each other to be on fire. A very paroxysm of, of passion and purpose and, 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 and team building that we help each other to recognize you have a role. We need you. Everybody needs to be in because the end is here. The time, the showdown is happening. And we have, a, if Satan thinks he has a little time, we have only a little time to save the few that can be saved, to raise up Jesus and lift him up, that the world can see the love we have one to another and they can undeniably know that we are disciples of the living God because we, across all different uh, uh, walks and ethnicities and generational gaps and all those things are disappearing because in Christ we have one heart, one passion and one purpose to glorify Jesus. May we indeed
consider and think, who is it that you can encourage and exhort, and maybe even yourself, because the day is approaching. One illustration and two exhortations. Speaking of how we see that the day is coming near, there's a story said of uh, uh, people in a boat. And uh, at the one end of the boat, uh, it sprung a leak, and the people there were frantically trying to bail it out. At the end of the, end of the boat, the people... One person turned to the other and says, man, so glad it's not leaking at my end of the boat. And uh, we can learn from that that we're in the same boat and that we need to work together or we will sink and swim together. One exhortation for those that know the Lord who have can come with boldness into his very presence, the Holy of Holies. Please, this week, consider one another. Find someone that you see that God is using, can be using, and encourage them, exhort them about what they are doing, what they can be doing, that they are provoked to love and good works. Apply what we've heard. Do it this week. And for those who do not know the Lord Jesus, who cannot come boldly into the Holy of Holies through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, I want to provoke you. Please, don't wait. Hebrews 3 also talks about exhorting one another because the time is short while it is called today. Seek your salvation because the Lord has a purpose for you too and your time is short. With that, we would conclude this afternoon's service and we like to sing.